Hey guys, welcome back to Freedom Unplugged. We finally got a name officially after like how long it was that we didn't know what the hell to call this. Like try like the first month and a half. Seriously though. Um but yeah, we're here and we're queer. No, we're not. Uh but we're here and we're ready to talk about the issues that are plaguing America and the world, quite honestly, uh this time yeah, around. I'm not getting my boyfriend is. <laughs> Well, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Sean, and that's Brandon, so let's just run the introduction, shall we? Well, that was fun. Love that song. Hell yeah, brother. Pretty dope. All right, man. So walk me through it. What are we talking about at Bro, first? Right now, breaking news, New York Times, Hong Kong democracy backers win big as the voters flock to polls. Oh, yeah. Dude, Hong Kong has been losing its fucking mind. It's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Uh, 4.1 million people showed up to vote. That is half of the population, I believe, it said. I read a report. Well, meantime, in the U.S., we can't even get like 10%. <laughs> no, meantime, in the U.S., we're like, he's black. Let's vote for him. Like, that's literally yeah. America in the meantime. Well, Hong Kong is yeah, like. No, I don't want to fucking subscribe, New York Times. <laughs> I got the same thing. Access more it's of the like, times. No. Fuck you guys. And you know what? I know that you're listening, so fuck you again. We're cool. like you have five free articles remaining. It's like, great, I'll keep making free accounts. <laughs> Guess what? I make five, that's 25. Besides, New York Times doesn't have like a lot of good information anyway. It's from New York. Um, But yeah, so that's pretty dope. Like Hong Kong, man, like those guys really know what it's about. You know, like they are America back when America was starting. And it's the youth. Never a place to be a fifty-first state. <laughs> Hong Kong, we got you, son. Like, yeah, man. Hey, man. I'm just saying we shouldn't be arming the Saudis, but there's one place we should arm. You know, we just magically, just like how the U.S. government always loses something. Just, oh man, we lost a shipment <laughs> of M16s. Oh man. Oh no, some two forty Bravos just poof, they're gone. Oh man, some elite soldiers that tend to train like guerrilla warfare, they're missing too. Send the green berets. <laughs> oh man. What can we do? First to fight for the right and to pro kill the nation. Oh shit, fight. look at this. With three million voters casting ballots, pro democracy parties captured at least two hundred and one of the 452 elected seats up from oh. 124. Yeah, that's know. the last report that I read was 124 out of 436, but holy shit. Yeah. That's some, like, big dick energy. Imagine if, in the U.S., we did that but for libertarianism. Bro, I don't know. Because I'm personally getting sick. Oh, my God. There's pictures of people waiting in line. I know. These pictures are sick. If you guys ever have a chance, like, while you're listening to us, like, eventually, part of our plan, just to let you know, like, 
we we have the podcast, but eventually we like to put it up on YouTube and have like images and stuff because we like to read like we read the stuff before coming on live and stuff. But then like we would eventually like to have you guys also like follow along what we're what we're looking at because we like to have it in front of our faces while we do it. Yeah. Um dude, this fucking picture of them like with a ballot box just like dropping all of these count like these votes. Holy crap. Yeah, it's it sounds just... pretty mean, but uh looking at the picture right now of all of them like waiting in line with like the pictures of the candidates. Yeah. It looks like uh you know the have you ever seen like um like the kung fu movies yeah <laughs> okay you know like there's yeah. always that one scene where they say something and then like text appears next to their head yeah <laughs> that's what it looks like <laughs> oh my gosh it's pretty fucking funny dude these people have their kids with them they have freaking suitcases with them holy crap everybody's with their little medical mask on see, look at look at the lengths they have to go through just so they can secure their own freedom and this is why this is what i talk to you guys about all the time dude this is why us maintaining us as a republic is so important because in the u.s our system was specifically made to make the government so impotent that it can't take your fucking freedom away and yet we have given up those rights so quickly out of fear. Yes. Out of fucking out of fear, fear. Out of deceit. Out of something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man. Like, I don't know. Like, it makes me, like, not to sound like a pussy or anything, but it makes me feel, like, it, it wells me up, like, just seeing these people just standing online. Like, I'm going through the article, looking at the pictures, and it's just like so insane, you know, like along with, with, with what you're saying, and like there's another article in the bottom, by the way, it says record turnout in Hong Kong vote after months of protests and rising violence. Um, like it just wells me up because it's just so crazy. Like this is what America's like intent was, right? Like you just said, um, to keep, I don't want to log in. Fuck you. <laughs> it blocked me from looking at the other one. But this is what, like, America was meant to be, right? Like, it was supposed to be, um, you know, if you don't like your government, you could vote, right? And you could vote for the right thing, what you think is right. But we got so used to career politicians. Um, that so, Man, this line goes around the fucking block, dude. And you can see it. So this is, this is right here reading the article. Um, Mandy Lee, age 53, a homemaker who voted at the Kowloon Bay neighborhood, showed up to vote for her the pro-Beijing establishment and criticized the protests. It's not that I have no sympathy toward the young people, but I strongly believe their efforts are futile, she said. We are a tiny island, and it's only a matter of time before China takes us over and integrates us. Mm. Does that sound like someone fearful? Or does that sound like someone with hope for the future? Sounds like she's... Does she's, it sound like someone willing to eat the boot? <laughs> she sounds scared. She sounds like, you she know... She sounds like she loves leather. <laughs> because that's what we're starting to hear now. You see what I'm saying? This is why... Me and you have had this talk before. This is why I fundamentally have disagreements about conservatism. Because it doesn't conserve anything. Right, like there was a time. So, all throughout, all throughout history, right? And this is a quick history lesson for you guys. 
when we first started, we had what was it? The Federalists and the Democrats, basically, right? No, the no, it was the Federalists and the um, Anti-Federalists. Those are the two. They weren't really parties, but they're more like stances on a particular right. The ideals uh, form of government, right? And the Federalists were at some point at the beginning, beginning were essentially the Republicans and the Anti-Federalists were the were the Democrats. Um, at that time, the Democrats were the good guys, right? And the Federalists were, and the Republicans of the time were not. Um, and then we switch roles because the Democrats, like, and this was like about what a hundred years later, I would say, that we switch roles, where the Democrats became the Republicans and the Republicans became the Democrats, and the Democrats were the ones who were part of the KKK, and the Republicans were like, nah, nigga, we ain't about that life. Um, well, not even necessarily that. The you, for so this is pre both parties. This is even before the the Whigs party was a thing too. The, these parties were were not necessarily proto parties. That meaning like they were in the beginning of the Republican, Democrat, or Whig party. These parties all existed because of realizing how p shitty the what was it the um Congress? What was it called? No, it was the original founding document before the Constitution. Uh, not the Bill of Rights, but the Articles of. Articles of Confederation. There you go. So the Articles of Confederation had major, major issues. Um, it was a good thing to try, in my <laughs> opinion. But basically all that happened was uh, the federal government wasn't powerful enough to levy taxation on the states. But each individual state was so powerful that they could just be like, yeah, fuck off. They can actually produce their own currency. They can produce their own militias. There was no centralization of any kind, which, to be fair, when you're trying to build a country, there has to be some sort of centralization to a point. So that's when we ended up coming up to the Constitution, and that's what was the difference between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. The Anti-Federalists, one of the biggest arguments, they didn't want a standing army. They didn't want a, any way that the, a centralized government could actually impose its will on individual states. And then the Federalists were like, that's the only way that you can essentially run a country. There has to be some sort of centralization, but that's why we also have the checks and balances put into the system that have been ratified all the way up until the Bill of Rights was in 1791. And so, with that, like, um, I think times are changing again. Like, I like to think... So, from the moment that, like, we had... Um, I was going to say apartheid, but that's the wrong... That's the wrong country. Uh, segregation. Man, that's, not, that's not North America. That's <laughs> South Africa. Right. From the moment that we've had like the whole segregation thing, like Democrats were the ones that supported that. And that hasn't changed all the way till today. Right. You still have Republicans that are saying, hey, grab your own fucking boots, strap them up, work hard, and you'll be successful. Right. And then you have the Democrats that are like, nah, nigga, we could actually help you. But that's just that, like, in my opinion, I think I've told you this before, like, in my opinion, that's like welfare and all that shit that we have going on today. It's just a new form of like slavery. Like, I think when you become dependent of someone, right, and that someone right here being the government and the Democrats are like, hey, be dependent on me. We got you. Like, I got Section 8 for you. I got food stands for you. Uh, you don't have to work. Right. And these mm -hmm. motherfuckers end up having a fucking Bentley while I'm driving a fucking Honda Civic. That shit's a that's a fucking issue. Well, so, growing up in New York, I saw um, that shit a lot, right? Um, I agree with you philosophically. Right. It, and it is a more I, I of a philosophical like point of view. 
Um, no. But um, Hong Kong is like what we used to be at the beginning, where they're like, we have fucking rights. And notice that we're saying Hong Kong, not China, because China is communist. And I believe that Hong Kong, for like whatever purpose, um, it was allowed oh. to be semi democratic in a in a way sorry sorry to interrupt you really quick i was just looking at the history of the democratic party so uh the anti-federalists were a proto democrat republican party okay they're both okay so i wanted to clear that up fantastic um and so like it just sucks that like and this just rolls into uh leave one topic for another it just rolls into the whole impeachment bullshit that we we spoke about it last week um and it's still going on uh, it still went on this week, and I think that those were the last of the trials uh, this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. Um, mm, they should be this week, yeah. Yeah, and so like everything that we've heard, right? Like everyone's like, yeah, he he did bad things. All right, cool. What bad things did he do? Stuff, and then th that's it. And but like everybody just wants like Nancy Pelosi, um, which. It's just a special case on her own. Um, says something along the lines like, "He's just he's just a very mean person, like right, and that's why we should like impeach him. Like that's not the purpose. Like that's not your purpose. Like that's not why you were chosen to work in the government. Mm -hmm. You weren't chosen to work in the government to to dictate. This guy's nice. This guy's mean. So we're gonna go ahead and like take him out and let's put someone nice in there. Because you know what? We are seeing the the lowest amount of unemployment rate." Whether it's because of Trump or not, fortunately, it's happening during his presidency. So, therefore, it is attributed to him. Right now, he has the lowest unemployment rate, especially for blacks, than any other president. Believe mm -hmm. it or not, under Trump's administration, we have least deportations than we've ever had with any Democratic president, including the no one could do any harm President Obama. Yeah, well, here's also the, the amount of people sneaking in have gone down, too. Oh, look at that. That's why. We don't need to deport oh. motherfuckers if they're not coming in now, do we? Yeah, I know. That's so, my point is. So our borders are even more secure, which means what? Last week we spoke about Mexico legalizing cocaine and other yeah, fucking yeah, drugs, murder. right? But guess why the they're doing that? They're trying to fucking, like, not give money to the cartel. Guess what? The cartel can make a bunch of fucking money if cocaine, marijuana, heroin, and all this other extra shit is legal. Look at Amsterdam. Amsterdam has prostitution and recreational drugs legalized and is one of the lowest use in any other country. Now, I, I don't know. Like, I personally think that we should legalize all drugs. Even even the hard ones, because the federal government trying to enforce anything is not going to do. It makes everything worse. Yeah, because I'm just saying, like the the biggest it's the biggest issue with the with the way our government enforces drug laws is all they do is introduce violence to already a violent situation. So what happens is it produces more violence, or the cartels are like, ah, we have enough money to figure this out. I think that it's if, like, oh, we're going to build a wall on the southern border. And it's like, okay, cool. We'll fucking buy submarines and we'll just go around fucking the coast. 
And it's like, literally, that's what they'll do. And it's like, uh, remember that video of the Coast Guard dude where he's banging on the hatch? Mm-hmm. And the guy came out and a Mexican dude. They, I think there was like a, like 150 kilos of cocaine in there or something like that. Oh, yeah, for the biggest and, uh, bust that the Coast Guard has ever done? Yeah. But yeah. the funny part was like, what do, you don't know if they actually did that on purpose so you can find that so you didn't find the bigger shipment. Right. There's always that possibility. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. And they, it's almost like um, one of my one of my buddies uh, back in Miami. He he was a drug dealer, and he was like, "What they used to do is, um, I'm dead serious." Because he was, he told me he was like, "What they used to do is they would find some, they would have some like someone that just started, and have them put on the corner that the cops always watch, mm-hmm. and then they always go to different spots for the bigger cells." <laughs> hey, that's smart. You see what I'm saying? It's it's a diversionary technique. It's the same thing in the military. When you're getting into combat, you want the enemy to think that you're so stupid that you're going to go to the spot they want, right? Right. So they meet you there, and all you're doing is actually setting up for a spot so you can ambush them properly. Right. And you know what I mean? It's the same fucking thing. And I mean, like, I grew up in New York, so, like, I saw a lot of drug deals go down, and I knew the good drug deal spot versus, like, the basic spot, right? So my building, let's say, was about 0.2 miles from, like, the corner. And so actually less, like, about 0.1 uh, from the corner and the corner store was like the hot spot, right? Like the cops always stopped right there for like a, like lean up against the wall, put your hands up. Let me try to pat you down. Right. These motherfuckers never had anything on them ever. The second place that they yeah, thought they probably had runners. Yeah. <laughs> the second place that they thought that was the, um, like the drug deal spot was the building literally attached to that corner store. But the real spot was my building, which was usually really clean, really like nice, and uh, I don't, I shouldn't admit this online, like online ever, but I knew exactly where their money was, and I knew exactly where their drugs were. Let alone, I knew where the big money was, and that was inside a mailbox. And so, like, when the cops came through, even if they came into my building, they would never find the drug spot and they will never find it because part of it was some of the good drugs was in the mailbox. All the money was in the mailbox. I remember specifically when they initiated a new dude and he lost the money to them, uh, like uh, that belonged to them. He got really messed up like really badly. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like you never know, but you know what? The Democrats don't have uh, justification for impeachment. Oh, niggity dug. Um, they don't have justification for impeachment. And you know what? Trump is doing really, really, really great things for the country. And the one thing that I have to say that it, like I've always said is, hey, you know what? He's an asshole. But he's only an asshole because we perceive it that way. Because he says things the way that it is. And sometimes we can't handle that shit. He does not say it like a politician. No, he doesn't say it like a politician. But also, you know what? Like, he he could, like, sugarcoat some shit sometimes. And I understand why people hate him because of that, you know? Because he doesn't sugarcoat mm-hmm. shit, and he calls it as it is. He calls bullshit where it's at, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and build a wall, and it's going to be great. Uh, it's a beautiful wall. <laughs> <laughs> a big beautiful wall in Colorado. Bro, like, he says stupid shit sometimes. Like shit comes out of his mouth. And you're like, bro, 
just when you like had me on your side, you just come out like a fucking retard. But you know what? Things are getting done. Um, and one thing again, like I'm man, I'm full of segues today, bro. Yeah, brother. Speaking of like shit that he's getting done, uh, Eddie Gallagher. If you guys don't know the name Eddie Gallagher, get your shit together because you should know it. Um, yeah, this guy drops bodies. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you ain't wrong. So tell me about Eddie Gallagher. Go ahead. I mean, uh, so it's a very interesting thing because I, I served in the Marine Corps and NCIS has a fucking reputation for being zealous. They'll fucking like, they'll charge your ass and then they'll just keep going until they get something. Like, they'll fucking, it's like, oh, uh, war crime didn't stick. Uh, and <laughs> fraternization got your ass. Right. Like, that's basically how they work. And they actually, and if you look at the Gallagher case as another example, they'll go through court and like straight up rig it just so you get fucked. Mm hmm. Because he was being charged with war crimes. Um, for killing a fucking terrorist well so so specifically (laughs) the terrorist was hit by uh called for kaz combat air support on a target and when they went to investigate there was like three dudes that were still alive just badly injured one of them was uh they had to do um a tracheotomy is that how you say it tricky yeah tracheotomy yeah, so if you guys don't know what the fuck a tracheotomy throat. is, watch House. But long story short, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically when, a tracheotomy yeah. is if someone has an obstruction in their throat or nose or mouth that's causing them to actually not be able to breathe. You slice right below the Adam's apple, all right, and make an incision and insert a tube. Right. That way, the person can breathe. The most ghettoest so, way on the field is with a fucking pen. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So he supposedly was doing that and actually killed a prisoner and he did multiple things throughout his tour that were very similar where he was killing people that were almost dead and or uh, non-combatants at that time. So um, the thing is that's really weird about it is this was his, two, I think it was like 2007 deployment, right? And he was already, he already done like two more deployments after that. So like okay, let's let's look at it this way. Don't get me wrong, there is a chance that he probably did it, but I I doubt it because you know a guy that's about to fucking retire is probably not going to make commit war crimes on his last tour. You know, so it doesn't really make sense. And on top of that, um, a lot of his former team members were saying that the only reason this came, uh. This accusation came to be was one of the team members I got kicked off the deployment. Um, actually, was supposedly the the source of the of the initial report. Oh, yeah. So he had, supposedly they had I think it was like one or two team members that they basically um, were cowering in combat instead of doing what was they were told to do. And he was like, oh, good, your ass is good going back on the plane going home. That's basically what he did. Right. And so... And that's that's basically what happened. So now he was being charged with war crimes, and the entire process was ridiculous. 
Like he was getting, he was, uh, so with court marshalling in the Navy, um, usually they keep you in, in confinement the entire time. And if I remember correctly, I think he was being kept in solitary for a lot of it too. Let me, let me look that up. I don't remember off the top of my head. How do you spell his name? Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher is, I have it open. G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. So just as he's uh, researching some of the stuff to just like confirm and not speak bullshit like most of our politicians do or um, CBS or NBC or ABC or CNN. Uh, <laughs> some of the things that he was being accused of, according to the UCMJ articles, were the following. Article 80, which is attempted murder. Article 118, premeditated murder. Article 128, aggravated assault with a dangerous weapon times two on non-combatants. Uh, article where's, one the, where's the general article? I will send it to you. Anytime you get charged with anything, they always tack on general article just in case. Uh, so I don't have that. All I have is uh, one. Is it one twenty four? I have one thirty four, one twenty eight. Um, the next article, which one was it? I can read it. That's the one. Article one thirty four: firearm discharging willfully under such circumstances as to endanger human life at non-combatants. Article 134, again, obstructing justice in three counts. Article 134, wrongfully posed for an unofficial picture. General with a, article. That's 134. Okay. With a human casualty. so many 134s. Ah, okay. <laughs> article 134, wrongfully com uh, complete reenlistment ceremony next to a human casualty. Article 134. He did do that. <laughs> wrongfully operate a drone over a human casualty. Article 112A, or alpha, wrongful use of controlled substance. Uh, which was tramadol hydrochloride and article 112 alpha unlawful possession. So he got article 134 and article 112. Those are the general articles. Unlawful possession of controlled substance, which was uh, sustenin 250, which is testosterone proportionate, uh, some solid under the brand name sustenin 250, among others, is an injectable combination medication for testosterone esters. That's what he was on. Um, so all of this was Chief Gallagher was accused of multiple offenses during the, his final deployment to Iraq and during the Battle of Mosul. The most prominent accusation and the best attested to was the murder of a prisoner of war, a war crime. A captured young fighter of ISIS was being treated by a medic, according to two SEAL witnesses. Gallagher said over the radio, he's mine. He's walked up to the medic and prisoner and without saying a word, killed the prisoner by stabbing him repeatedly with his hunting knife. Gallagher and his commanding officer, Lieutenant Jake Port, uh, Portier, then uh, posed for photos of them standing over the body with some other nearby SEALs. Gallagher then text messaged a fellow SEAL, a picture of the dead captive uh, with the explanation, good story behind this, got him with my hunting knife. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, but also another thing about this is they never did any kind of formal investigation involving any kind of uh, recovering of the bodies to see if there's actual physical evidence of this too. Right. So, like the one thing that I wanted to see, and it's going to be a little morbid, but I wanted to see the photo because if he allegedly posed with the dead body, which is not allegedly, he posed with the dead body. That's the one count that he got. <sighs> Like nailed on, 
because everything else got thrown out. He posts with the dead body, where's the stab marks, right? Because it mm-hmm. says he stabbed them repeatedly. Unfortunately, I well, couldn't I don't know find. If it's necessarily the same incident, though. It is different people taking no, it is pictures with. Yeah, he well, he walked up to the medic in the prison without saying where he killed the prisoner by stabbing him repeatedly with the hunting knife. Gallagher and his commanding officer, Lieutenant Jack Portier, I um then posed for photos, uh, standing over the body. Yeah. So it's the same body, um, and then we have another accusation which didn't stick, which was that when he was back in 2017. Uh, Gallagher's sniper work became indiscriminate, reckless, and bloodthirsty. Um, what it means to be indiscriminate was that he would kill pretty much anyone. Uh, so if you were a bystander or an innocent person standing next to an ISIS leader or an ISIS member, he would probably shoot you too. But let's be honest, if you're probably standing next to an ISIS leader and or member, you're probably fucking ISIS too. I'm sorry. Um, I, bro, because you could just be like there. Nah, like if you're standing in line at a fucking Denny's. Well, if you're standing in line, but if you're having a fucking conversation with this motherfucker, like you don't know he's fucking ISIS, bro. In this it, situation, dude, you don't, I don't know. know. And we're also talking about fucking goat people here. <laughs> they might not know. <laughs> Listen, okay, to bring a fictitious work of, uh. Of art. I don't believe any of it. Don't get me wrong, because NCIS didn't even bother to go to the fucking site and check the bodies. That's true. That's my point. I I don't think a lot of these things are very. If they are credible, they didn't actually credit the actual evidence. You see what I'm saying? John. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm just reading. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so the other thing was like um like I said, to bring like a a, a fictitious work of art into into the conversation real quick. Like you and I played uh Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, the newest installment, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen. Great game. I definitely recommend it. Um Especially to get like the gruesome darkness of the military world because everybody, at least it used to be. At least modern combat. Right. Modern combat. Because it used to be very like um, romanticized, right? Like, oh my gosh, the military, they're great. Um, You do great stuff. Uh, There's a a scene where Captain Price and um, Sergeant Gas, right? They're they're having a conversation and they bring up uh, leverage, right? But this leverage that they're talking about knew what the dude which was her husband let's just spoil it knew what her husband was doing and knew it really well because like she's if you remember the conversation she's like you said that it was never going to come back to our home and blah 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 so she knew what the motherfucker was doing and that's what i'm saying like if you're hanging out with like a dude from isis you know what the motherfucker's doing you know and that and again it's a weak argument because it's a, a fictitious work of art um but Nonetheless, like I like I said, like I've had friends that deal drugs and I know what they're into, right? Um, you've had friends that deal drugs and you know what they were into, bro. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt you. The people that were fucking doing his case got NAMs. Really? That's unfucking real. Okay, so not hey, everybody knows what it means. You fucking oh my god! So not everybody knows what it god, means to be NAMs. So go ahead and explain. T- to our people 
Uh, what does that so, mean? Uh, a NAM is a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. Basically, it is it is saying that you did something to be recognized for. So, for instance, I actually got a NAM for um, taking care of over $5 million worth of equipment for my, uh, my platoon. And I basically did the entire process myself. No one knew how to do it. I did it by myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all I did was keep my battalion in the in the loop of information of what was going on with it. And I took care of it the proper way. And the way to do it properly was such a pain in the ass. That's why it was fucking there in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they gave me a NAM for doing that and for preparing our for an entire battalion for FASMO, which is an inspection in the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? So it's not like a little... Sometimes, like for for instance, like people in the infantry side, when they get NAMs, it's because they did something. Mm-hmm. And it, it's good. You know what I mean? But these guys got a fucking NAM for trying to fuck someone? Seriously? Yeah. God damn. No fucking wonder everyone <laughs> fucking hates you. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and listen a little bit to uh, Fox and Friends. Um, just because this is the only place where, where we have the f- fucking report. It's not because we're fans of Fox. Believe me, I think Brandon and I are both not fans of, like, big media. <laughs> uh, but sometimes this is the only place where we could get information. So let's take a listen. We are back with a Fox News alert, an update in the case of Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher, whose rank was restored by President Trump. After being accused and eventually acquitted of so-called war crimes last July. Now, new reports claim top military officials threatened to resign if the Navy was not allowed to conduct an administrative review to take away his trident to determine if Gallagher could remain a SEAL, something the Navy secretary he now denies. Chief Petty Officer Eddie Gallagher joins us now along with U.S. Army veteran and Nine Line Apparel CEO Tyler Merritt, who served with Gallagher and has been helping with his cause. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here this morning. Thanks for having us on, Pete. So, Eddie, you know, you're, you've, you've lived in the middle of this. You saw the president's tweet. Uh, ultimately, he allowed you to get your rank back. You reported back to duty. Um, react to everything that's going on right now. You know, it just keeps getting more and more unreal. Um, the, you know, I got got the president's tweet on Wednesday um, that saying he's going to restore he's, your trident. Yes, he, he's and, not being taken away from exactly. You. And I'm overjoyed that he stepped in again as being the leader that he is. Um, but at the same at the same token, I it's a, I just get a feeling of embarrassment for my community that Admiral Green is letting the ego get the best of him at this point um, and. He's trying to take my trident because it's it's all about retaliation. So you were you were found guilty on one charge, taking a photograph. Yes. So Admiral Green, the head of the Navy SEALs, is saying, we're going to take you to an administrative board. We want to take your trident away. Now, his boss <clears throat> is the Secretary of the Navy, Richard Spencer. Yep. Richard Spencer has said he there were reports that he wanted to resign. Now he's backing away from that. Here, I want you to react to what the Navy Secretary had to say uh, yesterday. Listen. Can you confirm or do you want to comment on this uh, story that that you were um, threatening to resign uh, from your post if the Navy is not allowed to um, (laughs) sort out its own process uh, around um, the Navy SEAL who the president would like to promote? Contrary to popular belief, I'm still here. I did not threaten to resign. Um, But uh, let us just say that we're here to talk about uh, external threats and Eddie Gallagher is not one of them. 
Eddie Gallagher is not one of them. He went on to say that good order and discipline is also following the orders of the commander in chief. Now, while a tweet is not an order, as you mentioned, his intent quite clear. Why is the Navy still going after you when they know what the president wants to happen? This is all about ego and retaliation. This has nothing to do with good order and discipline. They could have taken my trident at any, any time they wanted. Now they're trying to. So they're trying to take his, uh, his trident. And for you guys that don't know, I think mostly everybody knows how hard it is to be a fucking SEAL. Um, I don't think. like taking the title of Marine away from. Yeah, like it's. When it comes down to like any of the branches, like. We shit on Air Force. We shit on Coast Guards. Um, but, like, any of the armed forces, it's hard to be in there. Um, I think I've said this before in, in uh, conversations, but I don't know if it was uh, personal conversations to you or to, uh, like, other people. Um, but it's easier to get into Harvard at the current moment uh, that we live in. It's easier to get into Harvard than it is to get into the armed forces. Um the armed forces, like, you need to never have taken drugs. Like, you can't have that shit in your system. Like, there's a lot. Like, you can have autism and, and join the military, right? So, it's already hard to get in. Once you're in, it's hard to stay in because you live in a very scrutinized environment, right? Everything you Especially do. Especially some branches more than others. Oh, yeah. Marine Corps. Fuck up. Like, <laughs> the training that Brandon had um, and our, bu our buddy that just graduated, um, BASIC, from the Marine Corps, the training that these two had is way different from the training that I had. Um, and mind you, I was infantry, so my training is a lot different than my training, and we're only seven years apart. Right? Really? His training and your training were pretty different, huh? Like he still went through a lot of the major things that you go through in Marine Corps boot camp, but they changed a lot of things up because of things that have happened in my time. Okay. So, for instance, like. Uh, Marine combat training, MCT, is what you have to do after you finish boot camp. So boot camp is 12 weeks long. So you're there for three months, and then you go on 10, month, 10 days of boot, uh, boot leave. And then you go back, right? Mm -hmm. You go back to MCT, where depending on if you're East Coast or West Coast. I was East Coast. Like, when I was there, dude, we had all kinds of accidents. Yeah. Like, uh, right now, I'm pretty sure it's still the case that all of Camp Lejeune which is in North Carolina, they are not allowed to use the machine gun range the way I was taught to use the, mach the machine gun range initially. Wow. Because of my platoon. We had a, an incident. I think I've told you this story before. We, a friend of mine, he was, uh, this is why I, I, with a burning passion, hate saws. I hate M249 mm -hmm. saws. And um, the reason why is because we were, we were doing machine gun training there and um, we we're on the machine gun range. He kept, he was right next to me. He kept having malfunction after malfunction, after malfunction, after malfunction. So like three rounds malfunction, one round malfunction, two rounds malfunction. And he was just back to back to back to back. Right. So we're doing everything that they're told us to do, you know, Hey, you know, machine guns down, you know, and you open the bolt. Right. And mm -hmm. you put your helmet, like imagine if you're holding a machine gun. So you're laying down prone, mm -hmm. you tilt your head, down to the right where your flat your helmet is actually covering where if there was an explosion it'll just hit your helmet so it doesn't hit you in the face right right and then what you're doing is you give it a second you wait like a second or two then you open the feed tray you clear out any debris that you can feel around then you open you lift the feed tray up and you check the actual bore and bolt 
to make sure there's nothing there. Well, in his case, he had a struck primer already. Mm. So he was like, okay, maybe he's just a dead round. Cause let's be realistic in the Marine, in the military, especially the Marine Corps, we have old ass ammunition. So having a spent round that, you know, the primer was just dead or the fucking case was busted or something happened to it. So he already, by that time, it already been like four or five seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this was a stovepipe. It should have already gone off. But he pulled that round out of the bore and it went off and it took his fucking finger. Oof. Yeah. He caught shrapnel in the face. Luckily, I, I didn't know this at the time, but the glasses that we were issued in boot camp are ballistic rated. So oh, he yeah, yeah. Kept the, he kept his uh, eyesight. Oh, man. That would have yeah. fucking blown. Like, yeah. Did he get discharged or did he finish? The way, by the way, we weren't issued uh, ballistic uh, glasses. We never got those. Mm. That's a new thing in the in the military. Relatively new, at least. I, I didn't start having to at wear least... them until, like, what, 2016? Really? And so when I was in, we had ballistic glasses on the minute that we were in. And we had the... Nope. The BCGs as well. I didn't even get, dude. When I was a fucking range coach, I didn't even get over the ear, ear uh, over the ear hearing protection. Oh, nice. I got foamies. Oh no, and those don't do shit. Foamies. Yeah, no, by not, the way, guys, are even, like, the the, uh, the little you guys got multiple shit that you put in your ear. Ones that everyone's suing now. Not even those ones. I got like the construction orange ones. Yeah, that's those are the ones that I had. Yeah, <laughs> I had construction like, orange ones. They're fucking hot trash. Oh yeah. And there's, I was a uh, teaching. And um, they decided to, like, line everyone up and start doing their, their BZO. So the way the Marine Corps does a range is they'll set up at 25 yards. You'll do a 25-yard BZO to make sure your rifle's zeroed, right? And that's for every single stick. So you can have, you know, there's uh, usually about 150 to 200 targets. Well, Wilcox said 150? Yeah, I think it was 100 or 150. But Wilcox was a little bit smaller than some of the other ranges in Camp Pendleton where all the grunts went to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but basically, um, you would have, depending on the gunner, because the gunner is the one that runs the range, they might want to condense the range or open it up. That way they can do stuff either slower or faster, depending on how many people you have. Mm-hmm. We had three sticks per uh, target. Right, so that was a, a pretty small range because we only we had like seventy five targets. So the gunner was like, "Hey, hooked us up," because instead he could have just made it like fifty fucking targets and everyone had like <laughs> fucking five relays. Right, that would have been gay as fuck. <laughs> but um, sometimes when you're a rifle coach and you're trying to help out the people that really fucking suck, um, and you're really focused on that, you don't pay attention to the the guard tower. When he's saying, hey, get your tar- uh, targets are going to appear, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, all right, uh, prepare to fire when your target appear. And then you just see a target go up and you're, oh, fuck. You don't have your hearing protection in. And I didn't, I had a whole volley go off and I was like, oh, my ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, well, I've had, I had my ear in protection in when I was in. And um, yeah, you could hear every single shot pop off and like. I don't know how you would describe the pain that you get in your ear, but it's like a very sharp, it's a sharp pain that you get. Like every single time a shot, a gun, a gunshot goes off, it's a sharp pain and you kind of feel it like right under your ear. Like if you feel that area between like your jaw and your ear, you feel it there. That's how sharp it is. And like, and it just sits there. 
Um, and people laugh and I'm like, I'm deaf. Like if I ask you, what did you just say? It's because I'm fucking deaf. Oh, you're not deaf. I was in the army. I'm pretty fucking deaf. Like, I, I think I know what I'm telling you. Like the hell I had a, a DI who would turn off his hearing aid every time he would shoot. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, but oh, that's scary. Um, but it's just with certain branches. Obviously, every branch has own difficulties and or uh, fields that even civilians know about. So, for instance, like for the Air Force, as far as like I don't know many people in the Air Force, but everyone pretty much knows what a PJ is. Mm-hmm. Para jumper, like there's some bad motherfuckers right there. Mm-hmm. And then, like for the Marine Corps, everyone thinks the Marine Corps is everything. But even you There's guys have like a specialized fair. people. Yeah, well, we have recon, right? And Marsoc now. We didn't. And Marsoc. Marsoc just started in like 2015, which is hella difficult. Um. So yeah, for well, someone, I mean, uh, it's still difficult. Yes, but like they had a very rough time starting out. Yeah, but even like for someone to take away everything that you've worked for, because like when I was making my decision to go in, like I was like, oh, it'd be cool to be a seal. And like I looked into the training for seals, um, like the seer training, like, like it's just so much like drown proofing. Like if you guys want to know what drown proofing is, like I'll explain it to you as like the lamest way that I could put it. Go into a pool, especially if you don't know how to swim. This would be the greatest thing that you could do. Go into a pool, jump in. Now, mind you, when seals do this, their hands and feet are bound. Jump into the pool, go all the way to the bottom, and then throw, like jump all the way back up. Take your breath and then go right back down. And you have to do that, okay? If you've ever been in a pool, you know that it's an exhausting task to make your body weight go up. Not only that, you have to take a breath. And then you have to let go of that breath as you're going down. Because when you're going down and you have your lungs full of air, you're not going to make it all the way down. A lot of people tend to fail drown proofing. And when you're in SEALs training, you only get to fail once, I believe. If you fail the second time, you're done. You're out. Um, and you have to like get recycled. SEALs training is hard. Like, from all the things, and Green Beret training is hard, too. Marsoc training is hard. But the ones that I know really, really well is SEALs training. And for someone to take away your trident, man, and then, like, demote you on top of that? And in addition, something that they didn't mention was that they were trying to get him under an OTH, which is not bad. Other than honorable discharge, it's not a terrible discharge, but it's not an honorable discharge. I mean, it, but for someone that's almost done 20 years, made yeah. it to, I think it was an E9. He was an E originally seven. No, he got demoted to E seven. No, he got demoted to E six. Uh, are you sure about that? I'm. I could have sworn they said demoted to E seven. Almost positive. Uh. Let's see. Where are Rank you? is chief petty officer. Which I think that's the silly Navy. 
Well, it says he was a chief, which I'm pretty sure is E9. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Who had already served the maximum prison time. A demotion from chief petty officer, which is an E7, to petty officer first class, which is an E6. So Uh, he was from an E7. They demoted him to an E6, which is basically like... Damn. Yeah. Like, that's... First of all, that's a significant, like, pay loss. Um, And it's going to be different when you... uh, He was at, like, 17 years. Yeah. So, like, that's a lot. That's way... It's a lot (laughs) to, like, lose, you know? And I don't blame him for, like, fighting this. Actually, Um, now he's at 20 years. So, and, I mean, President Trump went ahead and, and was, like, restore his rank. And, like, there's other shit that they basically said. And he tweeted out, like, restore his rank season to assist this shit because it's not happening um so well, he can actually just tell them to stop Does yeah he realize this? yeah he can okay. um as the chief, chief executive he can literally be like oh, mm-hmm. no no like you ain't gonna do that like no fuck you like um which i think is great honestly um but it's just crazy like it's crazy what the the navy is doing and uh, you know what i hope that uh chief petty officer gallagher gets the justice that he deserves and he keeps his rank and he keeps his trident more important, like fuck his rank, honestly, but like he gets to keep his trident. It's like, I yeah, think well, that's no what's more important. They should be able to take his fucking trident from it. Yeah. That's like someone, if I did something like, Oh, we're going to just take away the title of Marine from you. And it's like, um, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, Boogaloo like, starts I know today. Special forces and stuff, but, uh, go fuck yourself. You're losing that. And it's like, that's <laughs> not how that works. Like, I know that you almost died a couple of times for your country, but, uh, yeah, you can't call yourself a seal anymore. Like, no, not cool. Um, but again, like speaking of like fucking over military members, we're going to talk about something that we don't have full facts on. Um, and by we're going to talk about it, I, I, it's more like we're going to mention it and we're going to have a quick, the quickest discussion ever because we can't, like, we have way too many conflicted sources. Um, and it's just not, it's not the way that we're trying to like run this show, right? Like we're trying to, yeah, the last thing we want to do is give misinformation. Yeah. Like we're not Fox or CNN or CNBC. Yeah. They can afford to do that. Yeah. We can't. Um, and like yeah. this shit just happened last night. Uh, it's from my home state of New York, uh, specifically. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It, it, if it's not New York or California, man, then it's probably okay. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and I'm going to play the, uh, Instagram stories of whiskey underscore warrior underscore five, five, six, also known as Alex. He is, I don't even have his rank from the military, but he was in the army. He had a couple of tours in, um, Afghanistan, uh, 11 Bravo. Um, so let's uh, take that a listen. He was a body dropper, everybody. Yeah, he was infantry. 11 Bravo is infantry. That was my MOS. I'm a proud, proud MOS of infantry. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, this video is three minutes and 31 seconds long. There's some uh, quiet spaces, and those are pictures that he's showing. Um, during those times, I'll probably go ahead and, and talk about it. Uh, right now, there's a caption saying FTP. For the record, I have no firearms on me whatsoever. Magazines empty. Hashtag HSGI Taco Boogaloo. Woo woo! Red coat. <laughs> the whiskey. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, right now he's showing pictures of like police surrounding his home or what is the assumption of his home. I've got the high ground. Don't underestimate my power. Red coats. This is behind the scenes action. Mildly autistic because as my handle says, whiskey warrior, which and so here we are. Crikey. We got pigs on our left and pigs on our right. And we got an unarmed patriot because you think they're gonna come to you guns blazing rolling deep in your fortress house no they're gonna be shysty faggots pussies showing up at your job so be your job and arrest you without due process your constitutional rights they will humiliate you just because of hearsay. Oh, just doing my job. Okay, how'd that work out for the fucking Nazis? You realize they don't write the laws, but enforcing them is kinda worse, right? Discretion. Serious question. To the boys in blue. The thin blue line. What's it like to to arrest someone on on the grounds of high capacity magazines, which thirty rounds is standard capacity, just for the record. What's it like to know that the founding fathers would shit on you? It's a legit question for anyone that Wants to answer. Cops, ATF, FBI, all you. Inquire minds want to know. For the record, high capacity is 30 rounds and above. Like them surefire 60s, America. For the record, high capacity is 30 rounds and above. Um, and then there's like an APC rolling up on his, uh, property. Uh, and then there's a picture that says update. I told the negotiator, get me something in writing that says that I won't go to jail or there will be blood. I think that's where there was a slight mistake on his part. Um, and then there's like a text message picture saying me versus the negotiator. Um, someone said, I don't know, I guess the negotiator sent this to him saying, say fly, stop the game. This won't end the way you think, or he sent that over. Um, and then he said, red coats, or actually he misspelled saying, read coats are threatening to turn off the internet slash cell phone. If I don't comply, please help. I want a, a peaceful resolution. And that was actually the last update that we got from him specifically on Instagram. And this is where everything breaks fucking down. So. <laughs> there is so much information that is conflicting now. But the thing is, is like now we're hearing it from the police station and all these other places that I don't really have the utmost trust of because they have an interest to make him look like a fucking maniac. 
Otherwise, they will be there looking like the aggressors. Right. And that's just a, a good old I tactic, think. you know, that we're that we're really good at. Um, so just to let you know, the man with the handle whiskey underscore warrior underscore five by six name is Alex Booth, specialist Alex Booth. If you go through his Instagram, you get to see what rank he is and you get to see his last name. Uh, so specialist Booth. I don't know, man. He's a libertarian. He's a self-proclaimed uh, libertarian. Um, but we really, like I said, like Brandon just said, like there's there's things saying like, hey, uh, this report, excuse me, saying like, hey, he, he got arrested. Um, like conflict ended peacefully. No one did anything, you know. Then there's other reports saying like, no, like his account got, <coughs> excuse me, his account got hacked. Um, and that's pretty much a... Um, a police officer or a federal agent who's who's supposed to, <coughs> I'm dying. Uh, I'm who's, dying. I know. <laughs> who's posting up uh, to calm down the citizens, blah, blah, blah. So I think the best way that we could, we could do justice to this is Brandon's going to say his opinion. I'm going to say my opinion, and then we're going to move on to the next topic. It's your floor. Well, my, my biggest issue is if what was said from Alex is true, that they're serving a red flag law, because originally what I heard, because a lot of the libertarian pages I follow were the ones that I initially got the reports from, they said that one. these are the things that they all said that were common. One, he was being served a red flag warrant because of having 30 round magazines. Two, they initially went to his house earlier in the day when he was at work saying, um, telling his wife, current wife, and that if she doesn't leave right now, that they'll call CPS and take their child away from them. And then saying that, uh, what was it? What was the last one? Um, that he burglarized and intimidated his ex-wife. <clears throat> so the charges that we supposedly hear now are not even for him having 30 round magazines, but for supposedly burglarizing and uh, intimidating his ex-wife, which I don't know because I haven't heard anything. The, the police were the only ones that said anything about it. But there's also reports of him being just released with no charges. So I don't know what's going on. What also really makes me skeptical about this whole situation is the police station was saying, oh, what made this situation worse is people on the internet telling a person that's agitated that we're violating his rights. Right. And it's like, <clears throat> Um, but you are though. A red flag warrant is a violation of rights. Most of the Bill of Rights, to be in fact, it violates the first, it violates the second, it violates the fourth, it violates the fifth, it violates the sixth. Like, what am I really going to be just sitting here and acting like it doesn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. And so, like, um, yeah, like he said, like my opinion kind of like goes that way as well. There's way too like I would love to believe that like everything ended and that he's cool 
right? Like that's where I would hope. Um, but the reality is like, we don't, we don't know. Uh, we don't know if, you know, a lot of people on Twitter are like looking up the, like the tweets that he's sending out and they're like, post a picture up and then we'll know that it's true. And yet that has not happened, but yet he's still tweeting. And I think the latest tweet was, uh, let's look at this real quick. I'm not signed into Twitter online on my computer, but <clears throat> the latest tweet was two hours ago. Um, where it says it's not a, it's not gun grabbers. The fuck are those pussies gonna do? Protests, lol. It's not politicians. The fuck are those pussies gonna do? Write words on paper, um, and it's basically like two hours ago that was posted. Um, it sounds like it would be him, something that he would say, but at the same time, there's someone else that posted like, oh, his Twitter got hacked. Um, that's not really him, and a lot of people are asking like, yo, post up a photo. We'll know that it's you. Uh, yeah. followed by that, I mean, I, I did a quick search on the police database, which is completely free. Um, that's what they're supposed to do. And I don't have something that under the name Alex Booth. And we know that's his full name is Alexander Booth. Alexander Booth. Let's yeah. see. And to be completely fair and disclosing everything, he has openly told everyone it's cool to use his name. He even gave everyone his address to show up. Oh my gosh! Um, and yeah, then there no, were people serious. that were arrested. He like he's like boys. He's, there were people that were fucking arrested for showing up and supported him. Yeah, but the thing is, is like there were so many people that were there. I heard a hundred people were there recording and whatnot. They met up at a, a graveyard nearby his house or something like that, and the police raided them. But the thing is, I have no proof that that happened. I even, I even have videos of some people in some of the pages that were just straight up like, hey, no one was there. And I was like, what? Okay, guys, I need, I need proof. I can't just go off of hearsay. You know what I mean? No. And that's saying that they're reporting this to me. But the thing is, is like, as far as the libertarian community as a whole is, it's like, look, I know, I understand we, we are all extremely individualistic, but in situations like this, situations like this, the only thing that these people care about is a collective. And so you have to effectively communicate stuff. What do I mean by that? You have to live stream it while you're there. You have to show pictures. You have to upload everything you can as fast as you can. Because I can't talk about stuff like this in full confidence if I only have hearsay. Yeah. Because all it will do is if we lie about Alex and he actually is getting red flagged for something fucking ridiculous, it will only delegitimize his problem. Which, by the way, guys... um. Like he said in the video, a high capacity magazine is thirty and above. So thirty is Not the even. cap. Thirty is standard. Thirty standard. Thirty is the cap. And here's the thing: it's all completely arbitrary. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. So, for instance, a Galil, an original Galil, thirty-five is standard. You see what my point is? It's irrelevant what is standard capacity. These magazines are being arbitrarily banned by people that don't know anything about firearms and don't give a fuck about individual liberty. 
Now here's here's the best part of of the thing that we know, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna be ballsy and call this a fact. Officials say that incident triggered the standoff early Saturday afternoon when the officer showed up at the house and thought he heard a gunshot. Let that sink in. At the end of the reports of every single report that I have read, it says that they went into the home, searched the home, and not a single firearm was found. Now, this is a man. That sounds sounds strangely like I smell marijuana in the car. (laughs) Oh, shit. You don't got nothing here. Oh, man. I'm going to arrest you for disorderly conduct. Who who, who would win? The Fourth Amendment or I smell marijuana in the car? Mm Mm-hmm. I smell marijuana in the car once every time. Uh, yeah, it's all that gives me probable cause immediately. But um, it's like, oh, you smell, you smell like the devil's cabbage, so I get to just search your car arbitrarily. Right. So not a single weapon was found, yet he got arrested. Now, again, it says that they went to the home allegedly for a uh, domestic dispute, um, it, involving his wife. And then when they got there, allegedly a gunshot went off. But yet no guns were found? Like, are you kidding me? So, like, there's there's two ways that he could have played this, right? It could have been, like, hey, yeah, like, come in the house, like, by all means. Or what he did. Now, what he did, what do I support what he did? You know what? That's his right. That's his, that's his prerogative. Like, it's all good. And at the end, I hope that he's good. You know, I hope he didn't get arrested, and I hope that... Well, he did get arrested, but he hasn't been charged, supposedly. But here's the thing. Well, I hope none of that shit happens, right? Like, I hope he has a clear like, shit. I, like, I hear, dude, I hear reports saying, like, and this is from the uh, the police station saying that he was charged with, what was it, burglary? There's and, some crazy-ass uh, fucking charges there, harassment. yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. And then other, like, news reports are like, oh, he hasn't been charged with anything. Mm-hmm. That were after that. And it's like, what do I believe? This is conflicting. You can have one or the other. You can't have both. It's just, that's, it's that's just the crazy. I'm having with this whole situation. Yeah, and, and that's why is, we can't like fully do a report. We just wanted to let you guys know that we know what's going on, but we need to figure it out. Like I have a friend that lives in that because they said first of all it said Mayo Pack, which that's where where my buddy lives, and so like we just need eyes on the ground. Uh, boots on the ground just to like figure what the hell is going on um just because we can't officially talk about it yeah like i i just i'm not comfortable with declaring factual statements yet we just know there are only certain things that are factually correct there was a seven hour or eight hour standoff at this guy's house okay he's an afghan vet and we don't know why the report was actually filed in the first place. We don't know what's actually going on. If that's even the, the reason. <laughs> like, we that's don't what my know. my point is. <laughs> oh, man. It's just crazy. So we're going to have to let this one bake in the oven a little bit before I'm comfortable saying yay or nay. But um, speaking of yay or nay about laws that are just insane. Moving on from Whiskey Warrior. Yeah, fucking Virginia. <laughs> um... Julian Assange, man, the man who uh, had a rape case on him and then it got dropped and now he's getting extradited to the States. Damn. He's been extradited, though. Oh, he's been extradited. Yeah. 
Well, damn. So what do you what do you think about this case? Like, it's just crazy. Like, he got dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy uh, in London. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm just saying if the Pentagon Papers was completely constitutional, what separates this from the Pentagon Papers? Mm. Because all he did was expose things that the government was doing that, that they're not allowed to do. Like, I don't know, war crimes. Oh, extrajudicial assassinations. Oh, Hillary Clinton. Just just her, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> like, what, what? Oh, he didn't. Okay. If he was stealing the information, I could at least see an argument about that as security wise. Mm hmm. But, this is a big but, he didn't do that as far as I know. All I know is that he was given that information and published it. And he does it not only to the U.S. government, he does it to governments around the entire fucking world. Right. And everyone likes to say, like, I know that Ben Shapiro likes to say this a lot. He's like, oh yeah, you know, Assange works for the fucking Russians. It's like, no, he's published shit about the Russians too. Acting like any government's fucking special from this treatment. You see what I'm saying? And this is what really pisses me off because a lot of conservatives are flip-flopping on Assange depending on what he drops. I you know what I mean? don't know how to feel about it. I think I think his work is necessary. Uh just like uh Snowden's work was necessary, right? Um uh -huh. I think it's good to know like the bullshit that our country's trying to pull. I um, don't think that our the federal government should be able to prosecute people for exposing information that shows the federal government committing unconstitutional and unethical acts upon its citizens. I agree. That's my point. Yep. I you know what? When you put it like that, if that's I completely the case, agree. Then they have no foundational reason to be angry at these people. Because guess what? Maybe, just maybe, just maybe. don't fucking do unconstitutional things. <laughs> Don't get mad when a nigga snitches on you when you're doing yeah. the wrong shit, nigga. Like yeah, that's, that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. It's like, look, it, I'm not look. If they were just exposing, like for instance, like when I was in the Marine Corps, I worked in uh, an intelligence unit. Like if they were just exposing just random pieces of top secret information, uh, yeah, you can get in trouble for that, and it's completely right that you get in trouble for that because it has to do with national security. But if you're just like, hey, by the way, uh, this Apache decided to fucking bomb indiscriminate ci uh, civilian targets. It's like, yeah, uh, kind of a good thing someone brought that up. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like, for instance, like uh, Hillary's emails. All the stuff we know about Benghazi wasn't from the trials about Benghazi. It was from the fucking massive email dumps that uh, um, Assange got. Particularly WikiLeaks. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And these are important things that the American public should know. Like, this is not just like, oh, little things here and there. This is like the equivalent of, Argen of Vietnam's Pentagon Papers. But here's the difference. People actually somewhat fucking gave a fuck during that time. Now, no one gives a fuck. Everyone just is like, ah, fuck it. They're going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't I'm I'm personally not fucking comfortable with it. I don't know about you. 
I'm not comfortable with someone fucking going through my emails all the time. I'm not comfortable with any dick pic I ever send that the NSA <laughs> is going to have a copy of it. Mm, man, that, that guy's dick thing. got bigger you know, over the years. Well, dude, Edward Snowden even mentioned it. He's like, the, they abuse it all the time. And he's like, it's not surprising. It's the government. They always abuse it. Yep. It's almost like when you centralize power, there are people that have access to that centralized power. And it, 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 it's irrelevant. Oh, well, it, it's to make us safer against the terrorizers. It's like, it doesn't, though. Yeah. Because guess what? The terrorists win if you do that. <clears throat> because they fundamentally want to destroy the country. Right. And, and if, if we you... can't even live to our own principles, all that's going to happen is this country is going to wither away. And they will have won. Mm-hmm. That is true. So yeah. that's that's why I I remember the first time I heard about the rape accusation, I'm like, ah, it's probably shit. <laughs> no, dead serious, because if you look into it, like um let's see. Um because I remember hearing about it a couple years ago and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, he's being charged with rape, and I was like, What? Rape? And I was like, Oh yeah, the chick just had like a bad night with him. And didn't even like submit a report or anything. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that sounds that sounds like bullshit. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, look, <clears throat> Assange was accused of rape by a woman and sexual assault by another one following the WikiLeaks conference in Stockholm in 2010. He has always denied the allegations, saying the sex was consensual. He also faced allegations. Of for molestation, unlawful coercions, but these cases were dropped in 2015 because the time had run out. Bitch, please. Yeah, I'm wow. just saying. If you had actual evidence, you would have fucking gone in there and get his ass. For sure. It was all just a ploy. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, um, you know, the, the basic end of this is like if. If you don't want people snitching on you because you did some wrong shit, don't stop doing the wrong shit. Yeah, you know, for like we don't. It's I, like in every fucking mafia movie, it's like always that one dude that gets disillusioned because instead of just like you know trying to help people out, like you right. thought the mafia was doing, they always fucking end up killing a bunch of people. Right. Um, and it's I was re- like, that's exactly what the government does. <laughs> and I remember uh, a Snowden interview not too long ago at the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, he was talking about like how your cell phone is basically, like, a tracker and whatnot, right? And, like, when you hear Snowden talk about this shit that the NSA was doing and how they track how where you're going and how you're doing it and all this other shit, like, it really makes you think, like, do I really want the new fucking iPhone? Like, do I not just want, yeah, like... But here's a, the thing you do, though. That's, <laughs> it, it, living without a phone now is... It separates you from the rest of the world. It separates you. You don't get information anymore. Like there was That's a time point. it's already a point where we're so invested in the technology that yeah. it's, it's like saying like, Oh yeah, you don't want to have a computer because they'll do everything in your computer just the same way they would on your phone. Yeah. The only difference is with your phone, they can track movement. They know exactly where you're at the minute that you get a phone call, where you were and everything. Right. Um, it's insane. Like even our podcast, right. You need what if you want to listen to it on the go. You need a cell phone. Because we don't have FM transmitters or AM transmitters so for you to log on to your radio and listen to it. That would be the safest kind of way to do it. 
but we don't. No, you still be regulated by the FTC. Uh, not if we have a pirate radio. Yeah, but then you're going to get a fucking hit with all kinds of stupid shit because the government's like, oh, you didn't give me my cut. Exactly. So it's just insane, like, what is out there for the government to use against you at some point. Um, and Julian Assange and uh, Edward Snowden, these are just people who are trying to bring down that corrupt system and trying to keep people honest. And that's why they're being prosecuted. That's my opinion on it. They're being prosecuted because they're trying it's to... It's the same thing with... Um, <clears throat> what's his face? Um, he was the one that leaked at WikiLeaks and became a girl. He's in the army. I don't know. Fuck, I can't remember. Well, um... Fuck, I can't remember his name. God damn it. But anyway, basically right now, they've been keeping him in solitary confinement and finding him for every single day. That's crazy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not exactly a a super big fan of him because he, uh, the way he did it was actually somewhat, like, it falls in a real gray area. Yeah. Because he was an intelligence analyst, I think. And he Mm -hmm. just straight up just, it was like he brought a, a thumb drive to work. He just copied everything over and just gave it to Assange. Or to WikiLeaks, I should say. Yeah. So in that case, it was like, ooh, when you're in the military, it was like it gets a little more dicey. And then not like, at least with, with um, what's his name? Snowden. He attempted to redact names and stuff like that. Um, this dude didn't. Like, he just straight up just gave everything away. And like I said, it's good. That he did that because there was well, there was some stuff in there that should have been talked about. Like there's a one that it's the most famous one. Um, it's basically footage from an Apache helicopter, and uh, they found what they thought supposedly thought were targets, mm-hmm. and it was just like a journalist. Mm-hmm. Like he had a tripod set up, and they're like, "Oh, it's an AK-47 over your shoulder. Light him up." Rip. Yeah, so they light him, they lit his ass up, fucking uh, forty Mike, Mike, bro. Shit, carpeted the whole fucking area, and they killed like killed him and uh, a couple other people there that were just civilians. Like even killed the people that are fleeing. Rough, you know, rough, rough, rough. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is one. This is like I said earlier. You can't get mad at someone exposing unconstitutional and unethical treatment of not only American citizens, but how we conduct war overseas. And expect us to just be like, oh, oh, it's bad that he leaked it. And it's like, no, no, that's not how that works. And a lot of the people complaining and bitching about this are the same people that wish that people that worked in certain companies would leak information too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, look, you have to pick one. Either it's okay for someone to see unethical things happening and leak that information, or it's not. Because right now, our whistleblower laws are unfucking believable. You know? <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much everything. 
Everyone knew that this fucking rape investigation was going to get dropped. Damn, bro. John? Yeah, I'm here, dude. I'm here. Uh, I thought you were like dying for a second. I was a little bit, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Man, it's just, you know, it's just crazy that we live in a country based on like great ideals um, that allow us to going back to Hong Kong thing, right? Like we have some type of freedom. Like I carry, I love carrying, you carry, we both love guns. Uh, we both served our country in one way or another. Uh, we both hate Hillary because she's a criminal. Um, and if both sides, <laughs> if, if I die, quote unquote, committed suicide, it's because I said I that. shot myself in the back of the head. <laughs> Two in the chest, once in the head. Um, or if I hang myself, just know that I didn't. Okay. But yeah, I think I think it's safe to say like we both dislike Hillary, right? Um, as far as criminals goes, we've had extensive conversations about like the email thing, right? Like if it would have been you or I doing what she did, we would be rotten in, in prison right now. One hundred percent. But we are not. Even if I even if I took a picture of the header information of a top secret document, I'd be in prison for at least like five years, minimum. Uh, but you're brown, so probably like triple or something. Um, but you know what? The, one of the greatest things that we have is that we carry. And um, I had a situation, and, and this is, I promise this is leading somewhere. Uh, I had a situation at work where my boss's boss came up to me and said, why do you feel the need to carry at work? And I looked at him with like the straightest face that I could have. I told them because it's my God-given right and I carry because mama didn't raise no bitch and I ain't going to be no pussy in no situation. Close quote. And he looked at me and he was like, excuse me. And I said, because mama didn't raise no bitch is my God-given right and I ain't going to be no pussy in no situation. You're going to catch me lacking. Man, <laughs> catch me like a casual. <laughs> and so... With that is exactly what this man from Oklahoma did when he stopped, essentially, uh, this crazy motherfucker from killing more than, well, there was like three people that got killed in the Walmart, right? Um, mm -hmm. Two of them were hurt by the uh, this crazy person with a gun. But the last person was the uh, assailant himself when this man... This armed citizen stopped him. He turned the gun to himself immediately and offed himself. So, what do you have to report on that? Um, the fact that it's not fucking surprising. It's almost like these people choose soft targets. Let's go figures. It's almost like they're cowards. So, are you it's saying... It's exceptionally rare for someone to quote-unquote do a mass shooting... At a place where there's there's heavily armed people, or at least they know there's going to be people that are armed, it is not going to work out very well. Not even like a if bit. someone tried to do a mass shooting at like any gun show ever, they would get fucking insta dropped. It's like that scene. Um, I think it was in uh, was it Men in Black? No. I think it was in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia 
damn fuck i forgot which movie or show it was but there's a scene where like the guy's like all right there's a stick up and then like fucking 50 people whip out guns and they're like <laughs> wrong place and they just left <laughs> you know what i mean it's exactly like that in real life it's like look if you can carry always carry going to the grocery store carry go to the gas station carry oh, going yeah. down the street carry yesterday i went for a walk with my dogs still carrying mm -hmm. i live in an exceptionally safe neighborhood i don't think i've even heard a fucking siren go off nearby okay still carry you know why keep that motherfucker safe mm -hmm. all right and for your boss if someone a lot of people have asked me the same question what i tell them is okay why do you feel the need to call the police if someone aggresses upon you? What does the police bring that separates them from you? Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, a gun. Well, I would argue the capability of violence. Ah. See, because I too am capable of violence. That's my, my, my point is, it is a lot easier... To stop a target with a pistol than a fist mm -hmm. for at least most people because at least with like someone like joe rogan he can throw your ass around <laughs> but it's gonna still be more taxing and tiring to fucking ground pound someone to stop them from attacking you than just fucking shooting them you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. and this is all and let me be very clear I am not talking about hurting people that are not doing anything to you. I'm talking about strictly someone trying to take your life or someone's life near you using deadly force. Okay. Because when it comes down to it, the reason why you call the police is not because they're going to help you. In fact, anyone that's lived in a big city knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is like a lot of my a lot of my uh, friends from back home. They're like, "Oh yeah, back to blue," and it's like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, back to blue. Back the guys are gonna show up two hours later with a notepad." <laughs> it's true. You see what I'm saying? It's true though. And this isn't a dig on most cops. It's like, look, I understand a lot of cops want to help people. I got it. That's why right? they get in initially. Yeah, I am skeptical of all forms of um, not hierarchy per se, but of authority. You know what I mean? I'm not going to assume every cop's a shithead when I meet them, but I'm not going to assume every cop is a saint when I meet them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people just have a job, and some people just have a job that just happens to be a fucking cop. Okay? Sometimes they're not going to get there that fast because they have other shit to do. Right. And guess what? Cops do not have... um a requirement to protect you. Supreme Court precedent. Ca uh, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. All the dissenting opinions even said it. Okay? Cops are not there to protect you. They're there to enforce the law. That's it. Mm -hmm. And the law so doesn't say anything about protecting you. Someone's doing something. Yeah. Well, when you call the police because someone's doing something to you, if they show up two hours later, you can't sue. Nor do they have an obligation to be there in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
when someone is presenting deadly force or force of any kind, it is your responsibility to protect yourself and or the people around you. And that includes the people around you having their own responsibility to protect themselves and the people around them. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to using deadly force, the only thing that stops deadly force is the capability of deadly force. Yep. Period. Full stop. Does not matter. Even if it means only presenting the option of deadly force. Meaning, in this case, in Oklahoma, with the Walmart, guy shot two people. Dude drew his pistol. He saw that the guy drew his pistol, took cover behind a car, and fucking killed himself. Yep. And he killed himself right next to the people that he killed, by the way. Yeah. Um, and he had a revolver, too. Yeah. So he already only had, like, three rounds left. So, I mean, and you guys listening might be like, well, you know what? There's places that don't allow weapons. And here's what I'll say to that. For example, there's oh, a movie. Care for a reason. <laughs> what I asked my boss when I initially started working for this company was, how do you feel about concealed carrying? They said, and I quote, concealed carry is great. It's going to keep you safe. I said, great. I conceal carry. What's the company's policy? They would like for you not to carry a weapon. Great. What is the store's policy? They said, and I quote, if it's concealed, that means I cannot see it. And if I cannot see it, therefore you don't have it. Close quote. So if you walk into, there's a great movie theater that I love to go to that are going to are going to remain nameless. Um, that they have in their front door, they have a thing saying like, hey, no no guns, no knives, no blah, 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 no this, nine, the third. If I have it concealed, which means I'm not printing, right? Printing means you have a shirt over and you can still see like the, the printout of a weapon on you. If you are concealing properly and you're wearing appropriate clothes for it, then they will never know that you are concealed carrying into their establishment. Therefore, you will never be a victim when someone who will not follow the rules and will openly carry and will openly want to hurt people, you will not be one of their victims. If anything, do you think you're going to get sued for having a weapon and saving everyone's lives? Nah, I don't think so. I think people are going to be grateful that you use that violence and took care of your own and them. Right, because the first person that you got to take care of is yourself, so that you could take care of your family and or friends or people around you. That being said, if you carry a weapon with you, and you do not train to use that violence one day, why the fuck even carry? I would argue even doing that is still better than not carrying. It's still better than not carrying. Now I flat out. But because here's the thing, as long as you can handle this is the bare minimum, okay? Handling the weapon safely, mm-hmm. understanding how to holster, reholster safely, mm-hmm. and how to keep the firearm retend, uh, retention safely. That's it. Yep. Everything else you can learn later. But it's important because to learn. <laughs> it's important to learn, don't get me wrong. But I don't need someone to hit a fucking target at 50 yards with a pistol. That's true. <laughs> they, can hit, they can hit a band-sized target at 7 yards. 
All right. Which if you look at all the FBI data suggests that all, what's okay. What's what is the it? 12 feet gunfight? No, I, I get, it's going to blow your fucking mind. All right. What's the average gunfight length in time? In like a in an urban setting? Just period. Three, average gun three feet. Gunfight. Period. Three feet. No, no, no. In time. How in, long does it oh, take? Um, in time. Shit. Five seconds, I'll say. 1.9. Shut up. Yeah. That is enough time for you to present fire in the target at least once. Mm-hmm. Depending on how good you are. I can get to 1.3. Okay. And you've seen me go that fast. Yeah, I've seen you. Okay. That is from time that the aggressor has presented the threat, that the person has seen the threat, presented the piss his own pistol to this to the situation, and how fast either he stopped the target or the target fled. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. The average engagement range, take a wild guess. No idea. Three to five yards. Okay. Okay. So we're talking punching range almost. All right. If someone has a knife, that is close enough that you won't be able to get a, a round off on target fast. Because if the person realizes you're drawing, they can lunge at you fast enough for you to not be able to get around on target. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. If you can get on target safely, discharge your weapon safely, reholster your weapon safely, and carry the weapon safely, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. There's very few exceptions to that rule. The one of the, I think, um, was it Fort Hood that had that shooting a couple of years ago? Probably. I think it was Fort Hood, right? Probably. Which one? Um, the one where the dude shot up the. The psych hospital. Bengals mm. Fort Hood. Let, let me do a quick search. The reason why I bring it up, you know how he was dropped? Oh. Female MP shot him at 50 yards with a issued M9. Headshot. Let's see... This was 10 years ago. Holy crap, you remember this. Hassan was shot and resolved paralyzed from the waist down. There's two of them. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was about to, like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great to carry. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's great to carry. And I would prefer having someone that, that knows how to, like, how to shoot properly. Like the more the more training you have, the better. Yeah, like when shit goes down, like you know, I'm gonna be with my boy over here, Brandon, and we're gonna be yeah, taking yeah, care buddy. of business. You know what I mean? Um, and now our our other buddy John, like we're gonna be taking care, and our and our buddy Robert, like we have a four man squad now. You know, we could take care of stuff. Um, but in the other hand, if I could give, um, for example, my ex wife, um. She could point and shoot. She could shoot towards the direction, and you know what? Sometimes that's all you need, shooting towards the direction, right? Well, um, realistically speaking, as long as they can hit a man-sized target within 20 yards, that's the most important thing because that's the average engagement. 
you are not more than likely someone is not going to aggress upon you more than 20 yards away. Speaking civilian wise. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man. Like, good job on that um that armed citizen who before shit got even worse, you know, luckily it was only I say luckily, but it's still like a sad thing. It was only two people that died. And this assailant went up you to their vehicles. This. Yeah. This assailant went over to the vehicle, shot him while they were in the car. I believe the windows were closed as well. So windows were up. He killed he shot them. Shot through the front windshield. So, I mean, shit happens, right? But this armed citizen, before he turned to another car and shot him, aimed, and this dude just turned a gun to himself. But Oklahoma has got some crazy motherfuckers there. Some kinky. <laughs> mm, yeah, <bud. laughs> oh man Oklahoma's got some kinky motherfuckers there though um, and the reason I say they have kinky is because we have a news report and we figured that you know we could just talk about this to kind of have like and in a good note in a decently good note um, it's fucking funny that's for sure <laughs> Uh, firefighters were called on the site around 11.15 this morning after receiving an unusual phone call but could do nothing to save the 45-year-old house from being a total loss. Nancy Brown, the 911 operator who answered the call from the 96-year-old Maurice uh, Fogarty, says she first thought she was dealing with pranksters when he told her he had torched the house with napalm while having sex with his wife. And I quote, he told me he was penetrating his wife with his, with his M1 as usual, but got too excited and activated the flamethrower. And burned his fucking house down. <laughs> uh, so, so for anyone that's lost on what's going on, this guy is straight up 75-year-old dude is banging his wife. Has a flamethrower, World War II style flamethrower. 96-year-old. Well... Oh, he's 96? 96-year-old, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Old fuck. 75 is the flamethrower. <laughs> the flamethrower yeah. is 75 years old. Dude, the, the flamethrower is younger than him. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker is railing out his wife, right? Doing some kind of World War II fantasy, right? And gets so excited, he accidentally ignites the flamethrower. It burns his fucking house down. And while on the phone with 911, the wife is still getting railed out while the house is burning down. Now, that is fucking, that is some good pussy. I got to tell you, <laughs> After- if you're going to be in a burning house and be like, I'm going to at least finish. <laughs> oh, man. That is just, it's crazy. So, fellas. Fellas, if you have and you cannot have any excuses to finish from now on. <laughs> is All right, because this guy is like, if th- if this motherfucking house is gonna burn to the fucking ground, I'm gonna at least bust <laughs> comfortably. Yeah. Oh it's my like, god. If we're gonna die, I'm gonna die in pleasure. For real, though. The good news is that they shouldn't face any criminal charges, um, but. They might not be able to claim any insurance because insurances don't. You know, you actually burn for that shit. Down with fucking. <laughs> oh man! But that's our stories for the week, guys. Um, if you took anything away from this week's episode, remember, uh, 
the truth is always better. You know, stand up for what you believe in. Don't be a pussy. Carry your weapon. Carry your own gun. Protect yourself. Yeah, I know sometimes uh, this show might be a little black pill. You know, some of the stuff we talk about is very depressing, like people losing their rights and some people dying here and there. But the thing is, you always have to remember, you always have to be prepared. Always be prepared. If you can carry, carry. If you can carry medical equipment, carry medical equipment. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't don't feel comfortable carrying a fucking firearm, carry a tourniquet. Carry a, a and on Amazon they have it for like 10, 15 bucks. They have a little um, health kit that has you know gauze. It has rubber gloves. It has uh, um, I think it has a tourniquet in it too. It has everything you need and it can fit in a purse. You know what I mean? I carry one as a bedside for my uh, you know home defense setup. If something was to happen to me or my wife. Or anyone else staying over my house, I'd le- I'm at least prepared. You know, anything you can do to make human life better, do it. Hell yeah! Don't be a victim, guys. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim by letting the government take your rights away. Don't be a victim by not being ready to protect yourself and your own. Just don't be a motherfucking victim. Times are getting rough out there, and you know what? This might sound funny, but I'm being serious. A boogaloo will happen, and you just got to know which side you're going to be on and take care of it. So be on the side of liberty. Be on the side of liberty and freedom, bitches. This is American Unplugged. Stay tuned until next week. (laughs) 